0: What's up, y'all? You're listening to the Eagles Monday Recap. I'm Alex Miller, joined always by Travis Brown. Hey, it's Shursday Day in some parts of the state, but here in College Station, it's game week once again for the Aggies. They're hosting South Carolina. Let's just cut to it, Travis. A&M's got to win this game. Uh, th- this is a game that they've got to win this week.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, best case scenario in my book, I know we kind of have talked about this other places, is I, I think the best AM can do is 7-5, and five, and that's including a win over South Carolina. We can kind of get into some of our um, midweek, midseason uh, high points in this talking because there wasn't a whole lot to talk about in this. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I think that not only is it kind of a must-win for the grand scope of the season, but you don't want to go on a three-game skid. I mean, they were already talking about how um, the the players were having to handle, deal with, move on from a two-game skid over this bye week, and you don't want to make that three-game uh, three-game losing streak.
0: You know, A&M lost to South Carolina last year. It was kind of a crazy game that, fr- from the jump, just didn't go A&M's way. Um South Carolina, it's they've they've kind of regressed, you know. They had Georgia on the ropes that first half over in Athens, and since then, it just it just really hasn't been very good for for the Gamecocks. They've lost back to back games now.
1: They're a it's a it's a bad defense. It's a little bit of an inconsistent offense, but they have Spencer Rattler who has been known to um, have a big game here and there, mm-hmm. uh, and it, they they have uh, Xavier Leggett who is a all purpose. Phenom, kind of like uh, Anaya Smith. There, there's some question on if he'll play uh, this week. I know he's been dealing with some SM injuries and, and stuff like that. But um, I've we talked about it for weeks now. This this could be one of those games that if South Carolina's offense just decides to get hot, and there's always that possibility in the passing game against A and M's defensive secondary, it could be a little bit more of a of a closer game than you probably would have thought it was, but. South Carolina's defense is not not very good.
0: Yeah, I mean, they were in a shootout two weeks ago against Florida. Florida had a score on the last drive of the game to to win by, what was it, two? It was mm-hmm. like 41-39, kind of a weird score. Mm-hmm. So, you know, A&M's like a 13.5-point favorite going into this week, though. I am i don't know about you. That kind of surprised me that they were that big of a favorite.
1: You know, I, I, I think if A&M's pass rush steps up like it has and really affects... Spencer Rattler and if you know there's Vegas knows things sometimes yeah they might be that Xavier Leggett isn't going to play which would be a huge blow for that offense as well I, I could see AM that they, they should be 13 and a half point favorites if you want to go on the paper on the uh, talent rankings on 247 they should be 13 and a half point favorites against this South Carolina team um, but I think that um, they're going to have to prove that that is right coming into this game with the two performances they put up the last two weeks.
0: Well, hey, we only heard from Jimbo Fisher and Max Wright today at a weekly press conference. What kind of stood out to you about what Jimbo had to say, kind of looking back at the bye week as a tries to right the ship on this 2023 season?
1: Yeah, not a... I mean, this has kind of been the case throughout the season, but not a lot of answers to questions. Um, you know, talking about... Uh, if he's evaluating starting positions, and the punter, Nick Constantino was named kind of specifically, he's had a rough season this year, uh, and Jimbo Fisher even went double, uh, went on to say how important Tennessee's punter was for them uh, in that A&M loss, pinning them back at the one, which kind of started the whole snowball effect um, against the Aggies, but said... You know, every everybody's uh, everything is always open every week. Kind of the traditional coach speak answer, and um, that that people were curious about the offensive line and seeing if there might be some changes on the offensive line and and, and who some of the starters are. Uh, he, he's playing things pretty close to the vest, so it's hard necessarily to glean what this team did and was like through the off the off week. Um, when asked about. The offensive line, Max Wright, said that in pass protection, they're communicating better, um, and he sees that some of the issues really came down to communication. There, there is some evidence to back that up. You look at the play that Max Wright, I mean, excuse me, Max uh, Connor Wegman, not Connor Wegman, got hurt on. Uh, they sent a twist or a delayed blitz, and they didn't get that bump communication on the slide blocking. Uh, on that side, um, to to move a guy over to get that free rusher. Um, so who knows? Maybe that will uh help some of the instances this week. I do think that there will be more pressure on the defensive secondary in this game than there was against Tennessee. Joe Milton wasn't a good passing quarterback, and so it certainly made the defensive secondary look pretty good. Uh, We'll be interested to see against uh, a good passer in Spencer Rattler what that defensive secondary will look like.
0: You know, Jimbo definitely coached Becancer. He was talking about frustration versus disappointment. You know, he said frustration leads people to make bad decisions. Disappointment causes them to make change. There's certainly a lot of frustration among Aggies right now. You got to wonder just kind of where where A and M's team is at, though, and and if it is disappointment, what kind of changes will be made? Because clearly, changes got to be made in some areas.
1: Yeah, he uh, Jimbo Fisher went in and and said that, uh, and and Max Wright said this to to his credit as well that you know this year it seems like there's more anger, frustration. Um, you know, we need to fix this kind of feeling amongst the team coming in that bye as opposed to last year where I think it was a little bit more uh, woe is me kind of situations. Max Wright said some guys got up and said what needed to be said in front of the team and it kind of got a spark under everybody and so that's what was said. Now, how that plays out in reality is still left to be seen, but um, it, it does seem... Like, and we didn't get to talk to a whole lot of people, but, you know, and you were in those press conferences last year. You know, there was times when some of those players were pretty dear in the headlights. Like, I, I don't I don't know how we got here. Like, this is... I'm, I haven't seen any of that out of any of the players this year.
0: No, I, I, I think I would agree with you. And, I mean, I think one of the things we talked about last year was how that team really lacked some leadership and direction among the players. And I think... I mean, you could just see from from Jimbo just kind of how law lo- that that was a team that was wandering through the desert just trying to make it out somehow. Mm-hmm. And this is a team that it seems like things have gone a, sh- a little bit astray, but there's still the ability to maybe get a little bit back on course before it, it gets too off the rails.
1: Mm-hmm. Let, let's get into this because we uh, ran out of time last week and off week and didn't kind of do some of our mid season awards and and whatnot or, or or uh what's what's it called when it's in the superlatives Superlatives. There i always forget go. that name i always forget that word uh, some of the superlatives so like who on uh the first half was your offensive your offensive mvp and the guy that surprised you the most
0: offensive mvp i mean i, I think you and i might choose the same guy if i'm being honest it's got to be Le'Veon moss i mean i think a has had trouble in the running game and when they've needed a carry, it seems like they go to him. Mm-hmm. I, think, I think he, like you said early on, is, has been the guy that has emerged out of that running back room, and he's made some critical plays when, when A&M's needed them. So I think on, on that end, I think that would be uh, a, a bright spot for A&M. Most surprising player, man, that's, that's a good one. Um. Whew. Now, now I'm getting a little stumped, Travis. Okay, um,
1: I'll I'll go with mine too. And if you okay. think of one, uh, <laughs> we we do have Moss in in his name's going to get mentioned here. I think for me, the the kind of most valuable player guy has to be Anaya Smith. Okay. Um, because Maybe he he, he yeah <laughs> he, he he came back. You can tell there's a little bit more leadership at, at times when they needed him to push it. And that into the Alabama game, he's he's pushed up. Uh, so I think he has been in, in a pretty inconsistent offense. He's been probably the most consistent guy, um, even though there are have been games where he disappeared a little bit. Um, but and I think the guy who surprised me the most has been Le'Veon Moss. Okay, because I don't I couldn't I can't necessarily give him the best player, the MVP of the offense through the first half because the running game has struggled. Now he's been the best out of that group and shown that that he can. Get yards sometimes when they need it, but but you know, third and short has also kind of been a little bit of a, a, some trouble this year. Now, you can also go into the fact that I think play calling has a lot more to do with that yes. than anything else. But um but yeah, those are the two guys that I think have have uh, been good on offense so far this year.
0: Okay, not to not I, I think I'm gonna agree with you on that. One. Okay, okay. How about on the defense? Yeah, your, your defensive MVPs.
1: It's got to be Edrin Cooper. Um that's been the, the 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 best guy and I'm probably just gonna stick right there at linebacker and go with Tory and York I mean uh, Edrin Cooper is a midseason uh all-American to some outlets and I know the Football Writers Association at Tory New York is a freshman excuse me midseason all-American oh <laughs> been a weekend it's been a weekend yeah um, <laughs> Torian York was a midseason freshman All-American. Um, it's been impressive to see what Torian New York has been able to do, calling, uh, calling in the, taking the signals and calling the plays, and from, uh, from the field. Um, and linebacker was one of the big question marks for this team coming into the season, and those two might be the most consistent defenders. A and M has this year um so i would probably go i mean cooper's a no-brainer i'm sure you'd probably say that but i think torian york is the guy who spread with me the most too
0: okay a good runner up though for the sake of being different i think shamar turner mm-hmm. has got to be i mean he if it i think a lot of how well the defensive line has played contributes to Edron and cooper being able to get through and make a lot of those plays i agree with you as the mvp but the guys who are doing the dirty work, I mean, Shamar Turner and Walter Nolan are just playing out of their minds and McKinley right
1: Jackson is doing well, too.
0: Yeah. I mean, you could <laughs> you could name, like, three guys on that uh, defensive line. But I think, uh, in particular, Shamar Turner has really stood out among the group. I mean, his, he has been such a disruptor. Mm-hmm. And, you know, early in the season, got home a lot to the quarterback um when ANM was still trying to get that pass rush going and they kind of just followed followed the leader and uh ANM's defensive line has been a force to be reckoned with these last few weeks
1: where has ANM let let the fans down the most this year
0: I mean it, it's got to be the offense I think uh, you know they had they came out so strong those first few g- I mean even in the loss to Miami right it, it put up 33 points they they were right there, could have scored again at the end of the game. But Connor throws the interception, of course. You know, I think a lot a lot can be said for losing Connor. You know, mm-hmm. you got to wonder, if he plays in those games against Alabama and Tennessee, can a put up some more points? I mean, we'll never know. But it's certainly been a very frustrating Way to lose games, especially with the way the defense has really kind of emerged and, and kind of given AM chances to win. I think that's a big one, but also uh, special teams has been just atrocious. Mm-hmm. I mean, Constantino has taken steps back, AM has missed timely field goals. They've given up what they gave up the kickoff return against Miami, punt, that return, was against punt return against Tennessee. I mean, those are returning points in each of those games that you can. Point to tangibly, to show that that was that was a, a key factor in those losses,
1: and that's going to be a point if Xavier Leggett is able to play um, this weekend because he's a big return threat. Well, and he had, in he that had game.
0: The one at the beginning of the game last Correct. year that kind of just set the tone for the game.
1: Correct. For me, I think the biggest disappointment is the defensive secondary. I mean, you return. Um, Bryce Anderson, uh, Damani Richardson, you get back. Tyreek Chappelle showed signs of improving last year. It was really just filling in that one position, and and for every indication between DeBerry, Tony Grimes, some of these other options, that that was it was just filling in one hole. It was going to be one of the best secondaries in in the SEC until it wasn't. And if if they play. Uh, An above average game against Miami and against Alabama they win both those games even with Alabama offensive some offensive struggles happening they still win those games and so uh, it could the season would be a completely different have a completely different look if that secondary was what everyone thought they would be I think
0: agreed you know how do you see the rest of the season playing out for the Aggies Travis
1: I I believe it's gonna I believe the 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 Best possible scenario is 7-5. Um, I think that I don't see them going to Ole Miss and winning. I don't see them going to L- LSU and winning. I think if there's one of those two, that seems more likely it's LSU because LSU has a bad really? defense. They have a bad defense this year. I think Ole Miss is, has a bad defense too but I think that they have they're a little bit more balanced on both of those phases. LSU has a really good offense and a bad defense and AM's defensive front I think will be able to to cause some trouble there. Again, that's saying, I don't think they win either of those games. Um, and, and so I think South Carolina, Mississippi State, uh, Abilene Christian are, are must wins if they wanna get to to seven wins uh, and get back into bowl contention, which I think they have to get back into bowl contention.
0: Oh, yeah. I think I'm going to agree with you. I think at this point, I would pick AM to f- finish these last five games three and two. I think AM's got a better chance to beat Ole Miss, actually. Mm. I-, I have not been impressed with Ole Miss the last couple weeks. Um, they, they really struggled against Auburn. The fact, too, that the game's at 11 a.m., I think favors AM. Uh, Ole Miss at night, for whatever reason, it, it, gets, a, it gets a little mm-hmm. rowdy. But, uh, you know, I, I think uh, I think LSU is really starting to hit its stride. We're really going to find out what they're made of this week when they play Alabama, of course. Mm-hmm. But until A&M beats LSU in Baton Rouge, you cannot pick LSU to lose to A&M in that game.
1: As of last week, before this weekend's games, this is one of the reasons why I think they don't win it is because Jaden Daniels and Jackson Dart are two of the best quarterbacks by grade for per Pro Football Focus in the in the conference, and so um, they've they've struggled against teams that have average to just above average quarterbacking play, especially in the passing game this year. As a defensive secondary, what's it going to be like when they go against, uh, even including Spencer Rattler um, this weekend, but especially Jackson Dart and Jalen Daniels later in the season? I, I don't know if they have. Um, the ability in the defensive secondary this year to counterbalance good quarterbacking like that.
0: Well, it's going to be uh, the battle for the bottom trophy this week. Gotta oh, our wonder. Favorite. Gotta, gotta just wonder where it is. <laughs> who knows? If you know where the bottom trophy is, please email robert.com. <laughs> hey, thanks for tuning into this week's Monday recap and uh, enjoy game seven for all those who are baseball fans here in Texas. We'll see you next time here on the Monday Recap.
1: Good one. Yeah, after you.